And I wanted to heal because I didn't want to repeat the same cycle. And just, I got a new perspective for life. Today we talked to student Lydia Rios. Lydia competes in ultra marathons, which are races that can be up to 100 miles or more. She is now turning her focus to earn an education. Lydia also helps to raise funds for students who want to participate in martial arts. First of all, what is an ultra marathon? Because marathons themselves are just, I've run a half and that's taxing. So, I mean, you what's an ultra marathon? So an ultra is considered anything above a marathon, which will be a 50K, which is right. about 31 or 32 miles. Depends if you do trail or road. Mm-hmm. <laughs> trails always, I feel that trails always gives you more miles per, for your money. Oh, so. you sure do, yes. <laughs> and I've run, yeah, it's different than a flat asphalt all the way out. So yeah. I've run one before that was like a 5K, but it was like on a, it was out in um, West Texas and it was on a trail and it just tore me up like i had a rough time with it i have heard uh people say oh yeah have you run a marathon i just did one it was a 5k and i'm like there's a big difference between a marathon and a 5k (laughs) tell me about yourself i a solo parent i have four children they're Mm. pretty big they're not babies (laughs) my 23 year old actually I say he graduated with me when I walked the stage from high school in mm-hmm. 2000. And he's t- so he's 23. And then I have twin boys who will be 15 in December. And my youngest one just turned 13. Okay. Yes, he's, he's the boss, though. And I'm about to turn 40 this month. So <laughs> <laughs> it's a big milestone because I actually lost my dad before he turned 40. And I have an older brother, and when he turned 40, he was like, we made it. <laughs> so when I turned 40, I, I, I feel that, like, we made it. He, my dad died with, you know, it wasn't expected. Okay. He had cancer, and so we lost him when we were kids. So it's, it's a big deal. Turning 40 is a big deal for me. So how do you, with these four kids, do ultra marathons? The reason why I started running, because I, I started running... Oh, I have to do the math. In 2017 was my first 50 miler. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, I did a marathon just a month before and two marathons before that one. So my first marathon was the Chevron 2016. Mm-hmm. And when I finished, it was just horrible. I said, I'm going to train for the that's 2017. The one in yes. I was in that race, actually. That was, okay. I ran the half that year. So okay. that's, that's interesting. So right. you, might, you might have seen me struggling. No, you would have passed me up very <laughs> early on. So don't worry about it. So that was my first one. And the reason why I signed up for that one was because I was just ready to give up. When I say ready to give up, I was ready to give up. I had no hope. No, I felt that I had no reason to be alive. And I could see the benefits that not being here will bring to my kids. Mm. It's so interesting, right? I was dealing with PTSD and I was fighting just to to breathe because even breathing was just painful. I had my heart goes out to anyone dealing with mental issues, with depression, uh, feeling that they don't have a purpose in life, mm-hmm. and when they feel alone or judge and they don't talk about it, and you know they end up just living in a small bubble which is really not living so i had just come now come out of a an abusive uh 
marriage. My husband left the country in 2014. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't just find a reason to get up. I was mm-hmm. dealing with a lot of trauma. Um, and on top of that, my twin boys have special needs. Mm-hmm. They are wow. uh, on the autism spectrum, mm-hmm. nonverbal, intellectual disability, speech impairment. And just before doing uh, my marathon in 2017, I en- a week before that, I ended up in the hospital, Texas Children's, because one of the boys was like basically getting to the comatose uh, stage. Mm-hmm. He was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes. Mm-hmm. And we had, you know, I noticed that things, but we couldn't find out what was happening. Mm. He couldn't tell me. Oh, and I just, true, yeah. I just saw my boy banished and we ended up in the hospital. And I hear the doctors and the nurses telling me, we know that it, this is a big deal. You know, like mm. we don't know the cause. There is no, th- there, there is no cure. And they're trying to equip me. Mm. And I'm just in this. I guess numb. Yeah. Like I already oh, like, oh, like on top of everything else. Yeah, right? I'm like I already know about this. Like I have two sons with autism and there's no cause and there's they don't know. I I mm. I'm 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 equipped. <laughs> no, it it just I was just there like numb mm. and uh, and so I just I lost it. I went inside the restroom and I get on my knees and I'm crying out to God. I'm like I'll take it. I'll take it. You put me here. I'll take it. Thank you for giving my you know, my my boy a chance right. to stay alive because he, he it was just bad. Mm-hmm. And and I said, but please don't take running away from me. Because I have seen what running did to my body and to my mind. And it felt like I had already given up on a lot of things by becoming a s- single mom and not taking shortcuts. Because there's a lot of shortcuts in life. <laughs> Especially when you're a young woman. <laughs> well, and, and you start to find them real quickly when you become a parent. Too. Yes. <laughs> no, I, I put my kids as priority. And I, and I wanted to heal because I didn't want to repeat the same cycle. See, I have been married when I was young, when I walked the stage as a, a high school graduate. And it was just, I felt that I married the same guy, just with different name, mm-hmm. di- different person. And so I, I was aware that I, if I got into a relationship right away just to like be able to swim, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I was going to repeat the cycle. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, I guess when I started running, I realized that I had already lost what I thought I had. And just, I got a new perspective for life. How did, how did you get to running as something that helped you cope? I mean, how did that start? How did you go from somebody who was dealing with these issues and you thought to yourself, this running is really helping me. Like, how did you make that bridge from that point? I guess just by doing it. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't, I was just, when I did that first marathon and I signed, when I signed up, it was already sold out. This mm-hmm. is like late fall. Mm-hmm. And you know, the marathon. Oh, is you have to do it in June if you want to like, <laughs> like a guaranteed seat. And that's. So like what I did is I, I was volunteering at my church and I met a, a young lady. She's a young lady now, but she's, she's, she was a child who needed lungs. Mm-hmm. And so through that, I had a relationship volunteering at the Ronald McDonald House. And I said, well, I'll, I'll run for them. They, you know, I didn't know about the Heroes program, so they have that. And I, and I was supposed to raise money. That's how I got into oh, it. Okay. I had no training. <laughs> it was it was. Well, had you run before at all before that? Just like a 
5K marathon. <laughs> Here, one, you know, like the the rodeo one. A fun run is what yeah, you Yeah, okay. not, no, nothing. Uh, I was active at the YMCA. Okay. And actually, it's, it's because of my, I have a friend, and I always say, I'm going to say her name. This is the time. Her name is Carla Jones. Mm-hmm. She's She was a trainer at the Y. When I ended up alone, and I guess she, everybody just saw how messed up I was. Like, I was just ready. Again, I was ready to give up, and, and I'm sure everybody could sense it. She told me, whatever happens, make working out a priority. Schedule it on your, put it on your calendar. Mm-hmm. And I told her, it's because you told me that. And she's like, well, you did it. I said, but because of that, I kept believing that I was able to do. I mean, what was there to lose? Yeah. Like not finishing the marathon. Well, how did you find the time? I mean, I you have to because you have to like at that point you have to make the time. Well, the the good thing about I guess with me too that since my dad died and I grew up as you know with only my mom working, she worked in restaurants all you know her young life and we grew up with her, but she was really not there. She was mm-hmm. working to provide. Oh, okay. And I said, if I'm going to be the single parent that I'm choosing to be now, you know, again, because there are plenty of people willing to help you. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, I, ha- I want to be present. So I want to go to, I want to, first of all, my kids are, have disabilities. So mm-hmm. you have to be very active. They, 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 don't, they come home and they don't tell me how their day was. And I said, I want to be present. So I started cleaning houses. And so I work, I work doing that, and it's on my, my schedule. My clients are very flexible. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not much, but I have also learned that God always provides more, m- way more than what I expect or what I feel that I need. And so it's, I have, I trust, I have faith. Mm-hmm. And I also was very honest with me. I said, okay, so I have to train. <laughs> I ha- I have the time. In other words, these people are helping you to give you the opportunity. You need to take advantage of it. Right? Yes. Like, yeah, do. And, and so many people came to rescue, came to help. Uh, when I didn't have any help, you can't just get a babysitter. Nope. <laughs> Even when you have resources. It's yes. Like yes. And so people ca- just volunteer their time. Volunteers from my church, uh, my neighbor. Just they gave, you know, they saw. They mm-hmm. believed in me. And so whenever I want to do a race... I, you know, it, it was painful. It's, it's hard. Every race is so hard. And I think about, you know, what if I stop and just go home? And mm-hmm. I think, no, because nothing has changed at home. I still have to deal with the same thing. I still have to give the boys their medication. The house is a mess. And I'm going to feel like a complete failure because I, I'm choosing to give up. Eventually, the, pains is, the pain is going to pass. The time is going to pass. If I don't finish a race, it's because... The time or an injury mm-hmm. or a lion or something eats me. So, but is <laughs> <laughs> uh, that I I make it, I guess a priority. Like like my friend Carla taught me to do, and like I don't I don't watch TV. There are things that I don't do. Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't I don't watch TV. I don't. So how how does running help you? I mean, how does it and uh, everything that you've been dealing with? How has it helped you? It has helped me to accept my reality but also to know that there's a lot of things that I think I know but are really not in my control mm-hmm. so for example I accepted that you know what my kids are eventually growing up and one day at any moment I'm not going to be here so what are the what are the plans like mm-hmm. put my feet on the ground 
it also made me realize like coming back to school after 22 years because I've been wanted to come to school that the time is going to pass. So if even I was so terrified. Get something done while you're doing it, right? Yes. I was just so terrified to sign up for classes. I, I, I didn't think I, there was a period in about and I'll say in 2015 when I was going to the PTSD, like mm-hmm. I, I couldn't retain information That's and right. I had to uh, not just the running, like I have to seek medical help. And a doctor set me down and said, you've been to a lot of trauma like you and y- your daily day, your daily day is filled with a lot of stuff that people don't even imagine. Yeah. So you're going through a lot, your body and your brain. So w- let's talk about healing your brain. So let's talk with this treatment. So I started taking my medication and it has been life saving because I don't want to be on this. I, I don't I used to be like, I guess, so addicted also to the the normal, mm-hmm. which was going and going. Yes. And I said, I'm, I can't live like this, all stressed out and just surviving on this surviving mode. And so running is like, when I get to that mode, when it's like just it's probably after 50 miles, <laughs> um, that is just the flow. You're just on the zone. And the only thing that is, is just you, your body, is like a harmony, you and the trails. It's just... And it's, it, life is like that sometimes. And sometimes I'm going to be, you know, aware that I have a blister. And it's like, it's just like life. And mm-hmm. it, it never, what I feel is that it doesn't stop. It might not get better, but I'm building that resilience. Moving forward a step at a time. Basically. Yes. <laughs> yes. So how did you go from, I mean, you, you've been through a lot. You've, you know, you've pulled yourself out. So how did you decide finally that this was the time to go back to school? After I heard myself on the podcast that I did in March, mm-hmm. so it, it, I, I get emails and letters and messengers and, you know, people met, met me in races mm-hmm. and they tell me you're, you're, you're amazing, you're this and that. But actually also hearing myself like say, I want to go to college on that podcast. And I heard me and I said, then what's stopping you? Like you wanted to run a marathon and that, what did you do? You took that step of faith. You were afraid you were not, you thought you were not prepared, but you did it. And that pushed me to bigger things. So it's the same with, when I heard that, I said, it's Well, time. education is the ultimate ultra marathon yes. right there. Cause it oh, and it's not easy. It really humbles me. Uh, and it makes me like really think, get out of the, oh, I thought I had it. I thought I knew, but no. What do you hope the education helps you with? What do you hope it brings you? So I, I write and people have told me, you know, whenever they read my material that, you know, I should write a book. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of stuff that I have written through the years, but a lot of it is through my years of really dark days mm-hmm. where I can like I can go right now and read. And I'm like, wow, I was really like I seriously was ready to give up. I actually it's it's. Life is just, it can be hard, but it can also be so beautiful if you want to look at it, th- at it like that way. Mm-hmm. Like I drove to Lake Jackson to end my life because I don't know how to swim. So I drove and, and I had done, I had gone to therapy. I was taking my medicine. I went to the gym. I actually took my friend Carla's class that morning and I just felt this pain, this pain. Like, like I couldn't breathe. I couldn't breathe without like feeling that I, it was just painful. And I got I drove to Lake Jackson and 
a friend, I don't know, I don't even know uh, what the text said, but my friend uh, sends me a text and says, hey, uh, I probably said something like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to give up. And, <laughs> and I get the text saying, no, like, you have purpose. And, and I guess I just I said, okay, I'll get on my car and go home. I guess this is a sign. But nothing changed. I still drove crying, mm-hmm. hopeless. I came home and the same thing, like nothing changed. But uh, like two years later, in October 2017, that same place where I drove, I completed my first 100 mile race. And I am the only female that holds that buckle. (laughs) (laughs) Which which race was that? Orion, Orion 100. They actually put it twice and I completed it twice. Because uh, when I, again, when I was ready to quit, Mm -hmm. I said, well, I was ready to quit a few years ago and look at me. I'm still here. I, I think I can go another mile. So what do you kind of hope to do with your education? What, what's the plan beyond? So with uh, I'm seeking pursuing communications. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to not just share my story, not just share my boy's story, but the stories of the people I meet during running. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of uh, amazing stories that need to be told and to give people hope. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know what <laughs> what doors are going to be open, but I'm excited for it. And uh, and I love even in the middle of chaos cuz my I I tried so hard this summer to like find study time and this with my boy is is just wild and I said, "You know what? I'm a, I'm going to let them see me sitting down and trying to study and see how they react." Now they're like, "Yeah, just give us the the computer mom and you can have your study time." Like it's it's possible it's, if I can start this and if you ask for help because there's so much help and so many resources here, you can do there it. There is. And we have, yeah, we have a lot of resources here for students that, yes. that need the help. I love that. Just take okay. care of your mental health. Ask, ask for help. I also started doing martial arts, actually. So <laughs> go and do something with your body. Move your body because it will help you think clearly. And I believe that God is going to show you the right path. He's going to bring the right people just has, as he has done with me. And if a person who's alone with four boys, two with disabilities, she didn't have resources to start school. And through the, you know, all these years, God has been faithful and has opened doors for me. He will do it for anyone. So, right. Well, thanks for coming by today. I appreciate it. Thank you. To read about these stories and more, visit allencollege.edu.